She could murder me. That'd be fine. <laughs> if I had to choose someone to murder me, I think it'd be Florence Welch. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. Uh, my name's Matt. And I'm Ivy. And we're back on the uh, the bottom side of, I get the later side of 50 episodes now. It's all downhill from here. I guess I said that like we're only planning on doing 100 episodes and then that'll be it. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll be dead by then. Oh my. Um, just wanted to say, before we get going... Uh, that you can always send us stuff, and we're always open to suggestions for things to do on the podcast. Uh, please send us movies and albums to review. Um, we're running out of them. Uh, and games to play, and top five lists to top five, and movies to recast, and... Did you say movies to recast like three times just now? Did I? I don't know. I think you might have. Um, what else can they send us? Questions? Questions to answer. Fan art of Ray. Always appreciated. Uh, memes in general. We've already gotten fan art of Ray. That we have. Um, <clears throat> also wanted to say all the love to Aretha Franklin. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's rough. I've been, I've been a little bummed about it. Yeah. She's uh, a good lady. Like, force of nature voice. Yeah crazy stuff for sure just wanted to say that ivy (laughs) (laughs) you scared me (laughs) ivy what's been going on this week um well the main thing from this week was it was my birthday there were a lot of things that happened under that umbrella and i will tell you about them happy birthday So, uh, I got Friday off from work, and I went home, and I hung out with my mom, and first of all, we were going to go get me a new phone. And what had happened was, several years ago, I had my phone in my back pocket with my headphones plugged in, and then my backpack hit my headphone jack and knocked my phone out of my pocket, and I got one crack across the bottom of my screen... People around me, like, froze to watch me pick it up to see if it was cracked, and I was like, guys, it's, like, not as bad as it could have been. I literally said to strangers, because mm-hmm. they all, like, stopped dead on the sidewalk. <laughs> um, they felt my pain, I think. But, anywho, um, that really wasn't a problem for a long time. It was one, it was just one straight, not even, like, splintered or anything. I forgot it was there after, like, a month, um, and I've had that phone for, like, four years or something like that. The biggest thing about it was that I only had 16 gigs of memory, which was not enough, ever. Uh, So I was going to go get... I had an iPhone 6, now I have an iPhone 8. But basically, uh, when you have Verizon, probably anywhere, they won't take your phone as a trade-in for, like, credit towards the new one if the screen is cracked. So we went somewhere, and we paid $70 to have it fixed, which was pretty much the best price we could find anywhere, and I had a coupon. Um... So we went and got a fix that took, like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes or so. And then we went on down to Verizon. Hell on Earth is what I like to call it. So we go, and I tell the lady what I want, and she brings it out, blah, 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 all that stuff. And she says, well, you can only get $50 credit for the phone instead of the 100 we're supposed to give you. Still don't really know why. Uh, 
no. Um, and and somehow it came about that we had gone to get the screen fixed to get the $100 credit, because otherwise we wouldn't have paid the $70 to only get $50 off. We thought we were getting 100 mm-hmm. And she says, oh, well, you had the insurance. You didn't have to go get it fixed. We could have fixed it here. And we said, we were in here a year ago, and they told us our insurance didn't cover that. So we thought we had to go get it fixed. And she was like, no. And we were like, so we actually didn't have to pay anything. I could have taken my phone to Verizon, and they would have fixed it for me? Question mark? She claims that's covered by our insurance. And the guy that we talked to the last time I thought about trading in my phone said my insurance didn't cover that. So, fuck Verizon in general. I don't blame, like, the sales girl or whatever. Because, hmm. like, it's not her fault that that's the policy. But also, when you go in there, they make it confusing on purpose, which is bullshit because there's nothing you can do because there's nowhere you can look up what things are actually supposed to cost and there's nowhere you can look up, you know, what you need to buy or whatever. Right. Or, like, what things should be. Um, you're just at the mercy of whatever they tell you or don't tell you, which is stupid. Um, plus, they, like guilt you into trying to buy, you know, extra insurance, extra, Mm -hmm. you know, I could have paid $90 extra for a case, and I was like, no, and she asked me 400 times, and I was like, no, because I can get my own screen protector, and I don't want one of your ugly overpriced cases, and she was like, are you sure, because they're all glass now, and second of all, screw Google, no, screw (laughs) Apple, screw Google probably, (laughs) screw Apple, because they just keep putting more glass on the phone, so you break them. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't want any other phone. (laughs) So anyway, the whole thing was stupid and a half, and we spent more money than we needed to, which was dumb. We did end up getting the $100 off because she wasn't going to check whatever it was, and we were like, we think it should be $100. And she's like, well, I can put in some something. She did something. Mm -hmm. Went in my phone and, like, turned something off as if we were, like, deactivating it or something. And she said, it might change how much you get back. And I'm like, so why didn't you do that in the first place? She wasn't going to do it unless we yelled at her. So we didn't yell at her, but we like we were like, um, please make that happen. <laughs> All around, stressful. Don't go to the cell phone store. Don't go to the cable office. Don't go to any of those places because they're evil. However, I have a new phone and I really like it. And now I have more memory and I can download more games. Take more pictures. <laughs> That's what matters the most. Yes. Those places are evil. Like, we were both trying really hard not to, like, yell and get mad, because I didn't really want to get mad at her, but I was very frustrated, and so was my mom. Yeah. And she, like, we were asking her, is this an upcharge, is this a whatever, and she'd be like, not tell us. <laughs> Just, she wouldn't, she wouldn't say, and we're like, well, can we have the price on that? And she's like, well, it could be this, or it could be this. And we're like, which is it? <laughs> it was, I don't know. I hate those places. I hate those companies. I mean, it kind of sounds like she was just a bad salesperson and didn't know what she was talking about. I don't think so. Because, like, we'd ask her again, and she she was saying things in a very scripted-sounding way, and she would say them exactly the same again. Not like she couldn't explain it, like she was supposed to say it a certain way. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> I, I don't know, but... Um, one of my former co-workers now works at Verizon, and she says it sucks. Yeah. So... <laughs> like, I can't imagine. And she's, like, one of the most laid-back, carefree people I've ever met. And Like, she... easy-to-deal-with people. Absolutely. I should have gone to her Verizon. Yeah. Do you know which one she's at? No, I don't. Um, I mean, I could have just asked her. I should have gone um, there. Can I request her? Yeah. Uh, 
when crazy people would come in the store, we would, like, send them to her because she's so easygoing and, mm-hmm. like, just, like, always super friendly. And, yeah, she's like, it sucks. I hate it. Like, <laughs> Well, people probably yell at her all the Oh, time. I'm sure. For probably stupid stuff like that. Yeah. So, anyway. Kept it cool. We got it figured out. It could have been worse, but it was stupid and frustrating. They make everything so difficult. So, anywho. Um, then we went out and we got pizza for... My birthday with my parents that night. Uh, I did anyway. And then came back up here. And then on my actual birthday, which was Saturday, Matthew took me out to brunch. And we got some good eggs and breakfast burritos and stuff at this new little place we'd never been. And it was pretty good. It was called the Valley Cafe. Yes. Um, in Akron. And it was real good. I would go back there again. I want to try some yeah. of their other stuff. Um, gotta say, though, was no Pocahontas omelet. <laughs> Still the best omelet I've ever had. And then we went around, did a little shopping, looked around in some, some little shops around. Um, and then we came back home and just kind of hung out for a while. And then we went out for mozzarella's as per tradition. Tradition? Is that a tradition now? I mean, we do it all the time. As, as per but... our, our mm. habit, our tradition. Yeah, we ate brunch. I mean, it was like 1 o'clock. Yeah. And we had like this... Ivy had this omelet that was like the size of her face (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then yeah it got to be like five or six o'clock and we're both like uh we're not hungry so we waited till half price apps time right and then i ended up eating a bunch anyhow but (laughs) that's okay yep it was four specials yeah um besides my phone uh matt got me two new notebooks and a sketchbook and two reading books and he got me a squishy plushy mooncake from Final Space, and he is sitting in my lap right now, and I love him more than I love myself. <laughs> I kept asking He's so soft. I kept asking Ivy what she wanted for her birthday, and she said, Mooncake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got her one. Chookity. And he's he's very cute. Chookity. Chookity pop. Chookity. He's so good. I love him so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much the birthday fun. Then we, we went over to our friend's house and made s'mores yes. on Sunday night, and that was really fun. She accidentally bought cinnamon graham crackers. 100% recommend. That was the happiest accident. It's so good. Yeah, that was good. I, I approve. I'm going to New York this Sunday. Pray for me. <laughs> I'm hoping it's going to be fun. It's a work thing, so I mean there's work also. But I think it'll be an okay trip. And the only other big news is that I finished the first draft of my book. My book. My wife. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I finished it the morning of my birthday, which was the day I had set as my goal. And so I sat down at like 9 o'clock in the morning on my birthday and wrote until it was done. That doesn't mean it's done, done. For all of you out there, there is still so much to do. It still sucks so much. Uh, but I think, I hope that's the hard part, and I hope it's done. I just have to add things and fix it. And put it in order. And put it in order. <laughs> yeah, it's not in order. I mean, even when it's done, it's it's jumping between characters also. I was going to say, you could just leave it that way, and then it'll be like art. No. <laughs> Has to be very purposeful. Right now, it's just barf on a page. <laughs> I think that's it. So, hey, what have you been up to? So, Ivy was out of town on Friday night, and 
<laughs> I like this story. <clears throat> Ivy was out of town Friday night. And when Ivy's out of town, I do the following things. I play my bass guitar, and then I get a pizza and sit down on the couch and watch a movie that Ivy wouldn't want to watch with the cat. And it's a great, it's a great tradition that I have with myself. Um, Everybody should have traditions with their self. Yeah. Mine is watch Sailor Moon in the bathtub. So I was playing my bass because Ivy was out of town. And the cat comes running out of the kitchen and drops a live mouse into our living room. Boop! Uh, just imagine in your brain that scenario, and that's exactly how it looked. So, Boop. mouse takes off, cat takes off, both about run me over. Um, I'm trying to put things down and, like, get a box to catch him in. Um, and then, uh, so me and the cat chased a mouse around uh, for, like, an hour. And then he disappeared. And that's the last I've seen of him. Like, he disappeared, and I was like, okay, he's here somewhere. So I checked in all the nook and crannies. I'm like, I can't find him. Uh, he's a mouse. He can hide anywhere. Mm-hmm. So my plan was, I'm just going to continue about with my life. And one day I'll turn around, and he'll be sitting there. That's how you usually find mice. That you just turn around, and they're there. Boop. Um, What's his name? His name is Martin. Martin? Martin. It's Martin, Martin. It's Martin, but we started to say it like Martin. Uh, just a little gray field mouse. He's very cute. Ivy's never seen a mouse. I find that hard to believe. I've seen a mouse, just not a wild one. <laughs> wild mouse. I've seen pet mice. Yeah. I've petted pet mice. Tabby had pet mice, and then they had babies, and then the babies got loose all over our house. Oh. <laughs> that was a time. Um, so Martin is still at large. Uh. I think I found a hole in the wall in the pantry that I theorized that he came through. Mm. Uh, and I shoved some paper in it. Because uh, I theorized that he ran around here and got back in there. Mm-hmm. And he's, he got picked up by a cat. He's not going to come back. Right. So I think he's gone. Yeah. I think he went out. And and he's gone. I plugged up the hole. But if we see him again, we will, we will take care of him. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take care of him. I mean, one way or the other. No, I don't want to kill him. Well, I don't. But if Ray gets there first, we have no say. Well, apparently, when Ray catches a mouse, she just walks in the room and goes, "Look, what I found in the kitchen." Well, we don't know. It it could happen again. It maybe she will play with him, and and things will go awry. I hope not. <laughs> That I think would be he's sad. Gone. I think he's gone. That made me sad just thinking about it. Well, she wouldn't know. She thinks he's just a toy. Yep. Okay, let's talk about something less depressing. It's not depressing. So that was my Kitty bi- did the real cat thing that she's supposed to do. Yeah. Just not quite all the way. <laughs> she catched him. Yeah. I was I was kinda like I mean, firstly, I haven't laughed so hard in a long time. <laughs> just watching her trying to catch the mouse, it was so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, then tell him about how she stopped caring. Yeah. he uh, The mouse ran out of the TV stand um, and was kind of in the middle, and she couldn't get to him and kind of just went, well, I get he's under there now. I can't get him. And then just walked over and laid down. On the coffee table and watched. Yeah. Coffee table's by the TV stand. So she just kind of lounged there and was like, I guess I'll just wait until he comes out or take a nap or something. But she was real proud of herself. You could tell. 
<laughs> Baby. Sitting there with her chest all puffed out. Yeah, I caught the mouse. It was very funny. You catch the mouse? No, I caught the mouse. I didn't see you catch the mouse. Hey, remember that time I caught that mouse? <laughs> um, so my band uh, had a gig last Thursday. A gig is a gig is a gig is a gig? It's a gig is a gig. We need to play now and loud. Um, and that went okay. Um, at the time, I thought it went terrible. Um, and I recorded it, and then I was listening on the drive home, and I was like, I don't know what I was hearing. It sounds okay. It was fine. You just played everything really slow. Yeah, that's because Cam was using, like, super heavy drumsticks yeah. that he wasn't used to. Yeah. Um, so that was okay. There was, like, no people there. And then the next band came on, and then, like, five more people came in, which is exactly how all of our gigs go. Yay. Yay. Um, Porch Rockers this Saturday. I'll give you updates next week. Pretty excited for that. Um, That's going to be fun. Two of the four people that I want to see are playing at the same time. Oh. Convenient. Uh, Gretchen Plus and Joe Risden are both playing at the same time. I'm going to go watch Joe. He added me on Facebook. We're friends now. Ooh. He always says hi to me. Um, I still think he thinks I'm an idiot. Probably because I think I'm an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Joe's too cool. He's yeah, way he's too, too cool, cool for, for all of us. us. Yeah. You're right. Uh, so, yeah. And Relaxer's playing, um, which is a band that I've been meaning to see for, like, three years now and haven't gotten to yet. Don't know them. Um, definitely going to have to go for Red Rose Panic again. Mm-hmm. They were so good. It'll depend on how early I need to go to bed because I don't know when my flight is. Oh, yes. I have no idea. Also, I'm slightly concerned that it might rain. I don't think it's in the forecast, but... Eh, we'll see, I guess. You never know. You never know. Um, I am in a serious drought of writer's block, and it's upsetting me. I haven't been able to write anything. I mean, I do my little outro musics, but, I mean, those are just kind of jammy vamps and things. Uh, jammy vamps? Yeah. Like, when Dracula puts on his flannel pants... And slippers? Jammy vamps. That was... I hate you a little bit, but also that was pretty good. Thank you. Um, lost my train of thought. Um, so we went to this You can't little, write any songs. Yeah, I can't write any songs. Uh, it's really frustrating, and it's kind of upsetting. Because um, I've been trying to write more for my band. And we'll just do words. Or just do... No, but words are the hard part. Try it the other way. Nah. I... My philosophy on writer's block is that it's real to an extent, but at the same time, if you're not writing anything, if you're not, like, actively trying to, like, put words down or put notes down or whatever, then you can't say it's writer's block because you're not doing anything. Yeah, that's true. So... I'm, I'm also a firm believer of... Even if it sucks, I have to finish it. Yeah. Because then it's it'll be hanging over my head, mm-hmm. and it'll always just be this big question mark. Yeah. And if I can at least finish it, even if it sucks, I can, like, put it aside and go on to the next thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I do have... I mean, I have a song, like, completed in GarageBand with guitars and drums and such, um, but I, I haven't had words... I don't have words for it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I could just try to do that, but... I don't know. We went to uh, this little bookstore, and I... F- it didn't have a cat in it. It didn't have a cat. I was disappointed. 
All bookstores should have a cat. And I found a book called Bennett Surf's Treasury of Atrocious Puns. Uh, it's just basically a book full of jokes and, and bad puns. Uh, from what I've leafed through, it's pretty funny. But it's like, uh, I mean, it's like from the 60s. Um, and Bennett Surf. Yes, Bennett Surf. Our good friend. The author of my favorite children's book ever, Bennett Surf's Book of Riddles. Um, I didn't know that there was any other books, and I was really excited. And it cost me $2.75. And didn't he, like, write for a newspaper or something? He was the publisher at oh. whatever this, um... Oh. Random House? I'm not sure. He was, he was like, a, a publisher guy, and, yeah, did, did a bunch of writing. And he was on the, um, the uh, What's My Line show. Um, so that was fun. Still want to do a conceptual album based on the, the Book of Riddles. I think you should. That'd be cool. With such tracks as uh, Time for a New Fence. Big Red Rock Eater. Big Red Rock Eater. You know, that one's going to be a jam. That has to be like the funkiest one. Yeah. Um, White Hat in the Red Sea. If you throw a white hat into the Red Sea, what does it become? Wet. Ha. Mm. Uh, I heard a Two joke Two cats in a tree. I love them. They're cute. <laughs> Uh, I heard a joke today. Would you rather fight 1,000 ants or 100 beetles? 1,000 ants. You can't fight 100 beetles anyway. There's only two of them left. Ha! Ho ha! They're almost extinct. Ha ho ha! Ha ho ho! Speaking of the beetles, masterful transition. Um, Ivy taught me a fun word, and it's called hyperfixation. And this (laughs) week, my hyperfixation is the Beatles' butcher cover. Um, Not so much that... I'm fascinated with the cover itself because it's gross and kind of scary. Um, (laughs) But the story sort of surrounding it, I am completely engulfed in, and I've been reading a bunch of stuff about it. And I am 50% positive that I have one. Uh, I don't know 100%. I'm 80% positive you do. I the I'm not gonna I won't go into the whole thing because that's all this podcast is going to be is me (laughs) talking about the the butcher cover. I mean, just there's any number of things you can read about it just look it up it's really interesting kind of fascinating story um but there's a sort of laundry list of things um to check to know if you have one or not um i have one of them i don't have the big one and that's the one that you're supposed to have to know for sure let's give them just a little context there was a recalled cover and some of them have stickers over them to to fix it yeah. Matt thinks he has one that has the original recalled cover underneath. Yes. There are ways to tell, but one is missing. Yes. The one that's the big one. The big one. <laughs> it's the big one. Extremely dangerous. Keep away from... Ch- uh, Keep out of reach of, of children. children. That was a pretty niche reference, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, 90s kids will understand. Hashtag only 90s kids will under- um, Thanks. Yeah. That was my joke. Whoosh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to do some further investigation uh, to see if I have one of these covers. If not, I mean, the the original ones, like, they've sold for, like, $20,000. Crazy stuff. And more. If would you, you ha- sell it? No. I would not sell it. I, and honestly, I don't really, I don't super care if I have one, 
but I want one for the story. It's not like mm-hmm. I go, oh, I have one. It's gonna, I'll sell it for five hundred dollars or something. Yeah. It's just I I like the story. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre. Like you can't make that kind of thing up, kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll keep you all posted. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if there's like if I took a picture of it and like white balanced it, but I don't think that would help. I don't know. I don't know. I think you'd probably just need to like consult a professional. Yeah. So that's about all that's going on with me this week. Now it's time for Ivy's favorite segment, Things of the Week. Things of the Week. Things of the Week. Stop. Ivy. No. <laughs> Bop. Yay. Ivy, what are your Things of the Week? This week, my Things of the Week include a lot of the same things. Uh, still Queer Eye, Still Sorrow TV videos. That's the two things that I've been watching this week, and it's what I care about. Uh, 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 also Bath and Body Works because awesome coupons and things smell good. They (laughs) came out with a new scent and I'm angry because in the candles it's called Rose Petals and Ivy and I wanted it because it had my name on it. But I didn't want the candle, I wanted the lotion. And on the lotion, it's only called Rose. And that's not my name, that's someone else's name. (laughs) However, it smells really good, and they have really good sales there all the time. So, A+, Bath & Body Works. Uh, My next thing of the week is the Evernote app, because I would not be able to organize my life if I didn't have the Evernote app. Uh, It's basically just a notebook app, but it's better than the regular notebook, like, that comes on your phone. Uh... My next thing of the week is a playlist that I made myself. Uh, It's called Add It Again, and it's just on my Spotify if you want to look me up. And there's no theme or anything to it. It's just music that I like currently, songs and stuff. And I listened to, like, most of it the other day. And I was like, you know what? Go me. This is a good playlist. The next thing is Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. As part of the 2.5 remix for the PS3. Matt bought me that for my birthday also when we went to the exchange. And I started it and it's fun so far. Uh, Which is good. It's one of the only Kingdom Hearts games I've never actually played before. Because I didn't have a PSP when it came out. Uh, The stupid thing about Kingdom Hearts, if you didn't know, is that it came out on like a total of like 8 different systems. Which is crazy. Uh, so then they had to start releasing, like, remastered versions for, like, the big consoles so people could actually, like, you know, play them. Uh, so I'm doing that, because I gotta get all my story in before the new one comes out. I only got till January. And my last thing of the week is Red Velvet Cake, because at work they got me a Red Velvet Cake for my birthday, because they knew I liked it. Things of the week. PSP! I love the PSP! Grandpa style, no clown, wow. I know I'll be back next Thursday, I'll basically have I I had to I it took me so much effort to not just interrupt you and make that joke. PSP Did anyone even have a PSP? I don't think I don't, I don't I've know. never known anyone that had one. Also I'd like to put point out that it uh we're at approximately thirty minutes and I made a Homestar reference. Ayo Uh Ivy took about ten minutes before she say and said anywho. Very good. I've not noted any SpongeBob references as of yet. I don't think there's been one. Shocking. Truly shocking. Is mayonnaise an instrument? <laughs> Thank you. Um, my things of the week are uh, Sorrow TV videos. Uh, 
Ivy showed me one, and then I watched virtually all of them I last told night. You. They're so funny. He's oh my so gosh. So good. I just I like I was like crying a couple times. Um nextly, uh the Drupal app. Um D-R-O-O-B-L-E. Drupal. I think that's a made up word. I, that's definitely a Dr. Seuss something. Is it? No, but it should be. <laughs> Um, it's an app, uh, for musicians, and you can, like, post, it's kind of like social media, but only for musicians. It's pretty neat. Cool. And you can post songs on there, and there's, like, a, a radio that's sort of going, um, and I put a couple of my songs on there, and people seem to like them. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, two people said one of my songs sounded like Radiohead. It sounds nothing like Radiohead. <laughs> But two people said it, so they must be right. Right. And I appreciate the uh, the comparison. That's cool. Yeah. Um, also, last night, I got into a wormhole. You t- I got into a YouTube hole of isolated bass tracks and isolated vocal tracks. As one does. They're so good. Um, lots of Beatle ones. Uh, lots of Led Zeppelin ones. The James Jamerson ones are just... Ugh, they're so good. You just listen to it forever. Absolutely recommend. I guess if the bass tracks aren't your cup of tea, there are lots of isolated vocal tracks. Um, most of Pet Sounds is available. Absolutely worth your time. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, they have that one up there. Uh, yeah, there's lots of them. I'm sure you can find something that you want to hear. There exists enough of, enough of them in the world. Um... Next, I, uh... Next! I watched the uh, Pearl Jam 20 documentary last night. It was pretty good. Good. I enjoyed it. I'm not a super Pearl Jam fan, but I enjoy their music enough to enjoy watching a documentary about them. Um, also The Office. Good. Things of the week. Bop. And now, it's time for the Situation Review. Uh, this week we're doing an album review... And uh, we're doing the new Florence and the Machine album. Uh, it's called High as Hope. It came out this year. And it's her fourth long player album. I see. One time I, I said long player and Ivy, like, the light opened from the ceiling. Two gears clicked together and started turning. The beam of light. And she's like, that's what LP stands for? I just never looked up what it meant. Yeah. What's EP? Extended play. That sounds like the same thing as long play. Mm-mm. Oh, I guess extended as far as a single? Yeah. Uh, what's a single then? A SP? Single. Sure. Short play. Single play. Yep. Okay. Um, if you don't know who Florence and the Machine is, what rock have you been living under for the past six or seven years? I don't know. They've been around a bit. Yeah. I should have, like, looked it up or had some sort of, um, I don't remember. I think the first album probably came out in 2010-ish. Something like that. One second, please. Also, I was, this is a bit of an aside while this thing loads. Um, I saw an ad on Craigslist, uh, that there is a Fleetwood Mac tribute band in Cleveland looking for a bass player. Oh and I'm my. like, if there's any gig that I'm suited for, it's that one. <laughs> And then uh, I told somebody work, and they're like, yeah, but it's like a tribute band, so you'd have to do, like, the whole thing. And it was, like, Hawaiian shirt with aviator glasses. I can totally pull that off. Who was the bass player again? Uh, John McVie. Okay. Uh, the first album, Lungs, came out in 2009. 
Oh, so I don't think I anybody really close. knew about that one. Um, What's that um, one got um, on it? Um, 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 dog Days Are Over. Oh, that's I, on that one? Yeah, that's like her oh, biggest I didn't, song. Oh, I didn't think that song was that old. Yep. Yeah, that's that's probably the, the biggest one. And then um, uh, Ceremonials came out in 2011. That one had uh, Shake It Out. Okay, okay. What's the other one? Uh, how Big, How Blue, How... <laughs> how Big, How Blue, How Beautiful from 2015. Alrighty. This one's called High as Hope, and it came out in 2018. And we're going to talk about it now. Hey, Matt, what were your overall impressions? Um, my overall impression uh, was that it was exactly what I expected from a new Florence and the Machine album. Hey, yeah. You're right. Objectively correct. Uh, what, uh, what was your overall? Um, it's like if Lana Del Rey was a symphony. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, she's a wood nymph mixed with an ocean siren, and she sounds like she's made of magic. That's fair. Ocean siren, I think it's a very good, uh... Like, lures you to your death with operatic, beautiful sounds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm in. I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. She could murder me, that'd be fine. <laughs> if I had to choose someone to murder me, I think it'd be Florence Welch. <laughs> She deserves it. <laughs> um, what were your likes? Um, I mean, the number one thing is, like, tidal wave voice. Yeah. Just, like, kills you every time. Yeah. Such a great singer. Yeah, the songs are, like, nothing without it. Right, yeah. The The music is, is surprisingly, inter- in, like, it's interesting and sort of complex, and I think mm-hmm. it's... I don't want to say, like, very Baroque or anything like that, but it, it has some more intricate kind of classical um, influences to it. Um, if it's, I, I don't want to say folk, because that doesn't sound... That's not quite it. Yeah. that's It's not quite folk, and it's not quite, quite classical. Um, yeah. But it's, it's not just radio pop or anything. No. It has a little more, uh, a little more meat to it than that. Um, I said it, it, her music in general is pretty odd. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely not something you hear on the radio. I mean, it's obviously not pop music. Um, it, it's, yeah, it fits sort of in this weird in between-ish sort of space. Um, but that being said, it's still very listenable. Um, you know, they play Dog Days Are Over on the radio like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's sort of like... Uh, radio music for weird people, or weird music for radio people, I guess. Yeah. What were your likes? I will say that my favorite songs are Hunger and Sky Full of Song. I think Hunger is super, like, upbeat, uplifting. It sounds like if Tegan and Sarah had, like, violins. (laughs) It's like, it has this weird kind of, like, it's like 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 the melody or even like the the backing tracks and stuff it sounds like it could be like more of a pop song but it's like on strings and like wings yeah. and stuff yeah that's that's sort of what i meant it's it has the it has like that like it feels like it could be an electronic thing but it's it's right. using a, an orchestra pop sensibilities yeah um yeah is that is that making sense? Yeah. Like what I'm saying? Um, I couldn't figure out how to describe it any other yeah, way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 
like I, like I said, it's strange music, but it's not unlistenable. Yeah. And it's, you know, being, it's going a little bit outside of the box, but keeping one toe in the pop scene kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I thought that song did a really good job of that. And I thought Sky Full of Song is probably my favorite because it was a little bit more like soul almost. It was a little bit kind of jazzy pop soul kind of stuff. I think it was the most different song too, the most like kind of unexpected. Mm. Um, Sky Full of Song? Yeah. That one was my favorite for sure. It was like a little bit different. There was a little bit more like space in it. There were like quieter parts rather than it just being like big orchestra movement in your face the whole time, which Mm -hmm. some of them are. And I just thought that made it stand out a lot, and I would listen to it many times again. And I just basically, besides just, like, she has the best voice, like, ever. Like, there's, like, Aretha, there's, like, Whitney, and then there's, like, Florence, honestly. But um, just her, like, general attitude, it's always, like, it seems like she has something to say, and she says it, and she's, like, super powerful and super, like... I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Just the whole magicalness of her, like, her voice itself and also, like, the sort of emotion that she sings with. Yeah. It's so good. There's there's few people um, that when you're listening to them, like, there's a lot of good singers, obviously, but few of them sort of jump out of the speaker and smack you in the face. Yeah. And she's one of those people. Yeah, she's magical. If How she, does she do it? If she, there's definitely like a there's a there's a spell on her. Yeah, for sure. So, we've come to the point in the broadcast where it is time for the airing of grievances. What have you? My biggest gripe with um, the Florence albums is that they maybe all could be the same song. Again, I I really like the music that she makes. But, like, one song at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, this album could have been one 40-minute song, <laughs> and I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> a 40-minute song? Great idea. It's it's very repetitive. Um, yeah. It, it all sits... It It's, like I said, it's sort of a weird box that she's in, but still very much inside of that box. Um, any of these songs you could have told me come, have come off any of her albums, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and it's, it just really, there wasn't enough diversity to really keep me super interested in it the whole time. Like, the first song, I was like, yes, this is great. And then by the fourth song, I'm like, okay. And then the fifth through, like, seventh songs, I was kind of like... Uh, Wait, is this the same song? Is this a... No, it's a different song. And it's mm-hmm. all... Like I said, it, it's exactly what I expected out of a Florence and the Machine album. And I don't know if I think that's a good thing or not. I wrote the exact same sentence. Really? Uh, yeah. It's exactly what I expected, question mark. Yeah. Um, I had a very similar experience. I also meant to say that the very first song is called June, so I'm taking it to be mine. But um, I like that it started out a little more subtle Mm -hmm. and then, like, built up. Um, That one and the two other songs I mentioned, I feel like, were the most different ones. And then I felt a lot the same way about the rest that I didn't realize when one song stopped and when the next one started. Um, Towards the end, I just felt a little eh. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that, like, she doesn't sound amazing, because she still does, but right. it, the songs themselves do the same thing. Yeah. Um, I also feel like a little bit on this album... Like, when you listen to Dog Days Are Over, it's, like, stretching her voice from one extreme to the other. Mm. And I felt like there was a little bit less of that. Mm. Um, I felt like it, this album didn't use her, like, higher, like, very higher end quite as much. And I was a little sad. Because mm. she can just, she can blow the roof off of this place. Yeah. And I didn't know if she did it quite enough. <laughs> Maybe that's just me being selfish because I want my brain to explode. But. Yeah. I wish it it had stretched her a little bit more. I also said, um, and I don't know if this is necessarily a, a con uh, or just me being cynical, um, but I said that every, so- every song sounds like uh, credit music to a feel-good movie. <laughs> Maybe. Like, it's, it's slightly sad, but it's hopeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... That didn't really make any sense. It's, it's, it just feels like credit music. Uh, a little bit. I mean, it is. It has a very like dramatic theatricalness to yes. it. They, they're all kind Theatrical. of soundtrack. They're all kind of soundtrack. That's soundy. a good word for it. Yeah, I call it theatrical. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are what are your uh, closing closing thoughts? Um. So I had seen. I feel like maybe like Twitter and Tumblr. Um, People had been, like, super hyping this up, mm-hmm. this album up. And so I was really excited to listen to it, and today was the first time I ever listened to it and everything, and I was honestly slightly underwhelmed. Um, and I don't know if that's just because I saw such hype. I think that's a big part of it. I was expecting something, honestly, like, a lot different. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be just, like, different from what I'd heard from her before. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it wasn't, and that's not a bad thing, but it wasn't what I expect. It was exactly what I expected, which is what I wasn't expecting. Wasn't Get your brain around that. Yeah. Just because people were hyping it up a lot, so mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be something, like, blow my mind different. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Yeah. Um, not to say I wouldn't listen to it again, because I probably would. Um, especially, like, some of the songs that I like the best, I'll definitely listen to again. Uh, some of the rest of them, maybe not. But, um... Yeah, as good as it all sounded, it wasn't, like, blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I would love to see her live someday. I think that would be so cool. Yeah. And you know, I've never have before, obviously, so I think it's cool. I would be happy to see her after this album came out. Like, if yeah. she was touring this album, I would go, because she'd also still do Dog's Days Are Over and stuff. Right. Um, 7.5 out of 10. Okay. I feel a little bad, but I feel like that's a fair rating for how I feel. Yeah. I wish that I liked it more. I wish that I was a little bit more excited about it. Yeah. I wanted to be so excited about it. Yeah. So I'm just, like, just a teaspoon disappointed. Yeah. Um, I mean, I said the about the same thing. It's... And I, like, I vaguely remember listening to some of her other albums. Mm-hmm. And after you get past Dog Days Are Over, and you're just listening, you're kind of like, yeah, that's good, but it's it's, just it's the same... And then you get to the second album, and you're like, whoa, Shake It Out's a really good tune. And then you're just sort of listening, and you're like, it's just, it's kind of the same. And then this one was kind of the same. Yeah. Um, you know, not to not to say that there aren't good musical moments, and of course, like, again, like, her voice is insane. Yeah. Um, she could sing absolutely anything. Yeah. 
if it was one song, I would have loved it. But it was it was ten songs in forty minutes that sounded like one song, um, and it it just kind of lost my interest. Uh, but there, I mean, there were some good moments on it, and I I did enjoy a lot of the a lot of the songs. Um, again, maybe if it was like half as long, I don't know. Uh, but I said seven out of ten. Fair, fair. Um, so you know how when you finish an album on Spotify, you can set it to like randomize something else. Are you going to talk about the song that I think you're going to talk about? Because I was going to talk about it. What? Just go go ahead. You know how it does that? Yeah. Uh, it started playing Elton John. Is that what it did for you, too? Yes. Um, and I, my brain went, I'd go see that tour. The two of them together. Yeah. Was that her with Elton John? Was it? I don't know. I thought it was just a cover. It was just playing Elton John. Oh. It just played Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Oh. Because it played me a cover of Tiny Dancer by Florence. Mm, it just played me Tiny Dancer. <laughs> I was going to say, because the cover was super good. I've heard that before. It's really good. Yeah. I was like, why wasn't this heard, on the album? Um, Ellie Golding does your song? No. It's really good. Anywho. Anywho. Uh, review? Review. So I started doing a thing and then forgot to do it, but now I'm going to try to be more diligent about it. Get on Spotify... And search Sleeping Situation, and you will find a playlist with all of our weekly album reviews. Um, I might even throw a couple uh, Things of the Weeks. Things of the Week? Things of the Weeks. Things. Things. Of the Week. Things of the Week album suggestions, or band suggestions. Um, It'll be a big old playlist full of all the stuff we talk about on here for your uh, uh, searching convenience and listening Pleasure. And pleasure. All right, friends, and now it's time for game time, and today we're going to play Recast. Uh, This is the part of the show where we play a game, and the game is... So how the Recast game works, for anybody who doesn't know, that's what I meant to say. How the Recast game works is we take an old movie, and we recast it as if it was being remade in 2018 like everything else. Uh, so we've got a list of the same characters, and we've both picked an actor to play each one, and we're going to go through our lists and see whose is better. Uh, you get one point for best answer, and if by chance, and it has happened, that both of us put the same answer, we both get ten bonus points? You said that like a question. It is a question. Yes, that's the rule. But why... The world will never know. It's because I decided at one, at one point that there needed to be bonus points. Yes. Because that's how I win. Bonus points. When we both get bonus points. Right. Uh, so, this week we're doing a movie that we reviewed uh, several weeks ago. Months ago, even. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do The Truman Show. Yes. Uh, the Jim Carrey classic. One of the only times we've ever seen Jim Carrey be a little bit serious. Uh, it will make you... Sob, and it will make you question your life. You'll laugh, you'll cry, it'll move you, Bob. <laughs> that was a poem, also. Uh, I was going to say, like, probably the two best Jim Carrey movies are the two ones where he's being serious. Where he's not being Jim Carrey. Right. Uh, the Grinch, though. <laughs> nah, I can't. It's... That is one of the best Christmas movies, I'll fight you. Here we also, go. Also, Liar Liar is great. Yes, it but, is. Okay. I will agree with that. Um, 
good. Here we go? Yes. Okay. You start. Okay. Uh, number one uh, is Truman, obviously. For anyone who hasn't seen the movie, he is in a reality show, but he doesn't know it's a reality show, but he's surrounded by actors, and he starts to figure it out. Yes. See the episode where we review the Truman Show. Spoiler alert. This movie came out in what, like 90? 97, I think. Yeah. It's been long enough. Spoilers aren't relevant. See the movie. Also, mini review, it's fantastic. It was great. It's it's you like should see it. one of my more favorite movies, I think. Everyone should definitely see it. Yep. It'll trip you out a little bit. You'll start to wonder. It sends people to the psychiatrist. Yep. Uh, that means it's a good movie. <laughs> I put Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <gasps> no! Shut up! Yes! We put... No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I cannot believe that. <laughs> How? Yay! How did we both say? Like, that one's not even, like, a given. Like, the only villain could be, or, like, the only hot girl could be. Tell me, explain. Tell me some words. Um, so, for the most part, Truman is, like, sort of average guy, right? Yeah. Um, working insurance job, has a wife, Mm -hmm. pretty mundane, um... I think he can do that really well, but mm-hmm. I think when he starts to come a little bit unraveled, yeah, you have to some have someone that can come off the handle a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think he could do that really well. That was my like exact thought process. He's like cheerful enough, and mm-hmm. like he can be like happy enough, right, to be a normal person. But like I would love to see him slowly go crazy, right. And of course, if they did it now, it would be like way darker. I mean, but, it's, it's pretty dark, right? Ah. Uh, Probably, yeah. but... And, I mean, he can be a little bit silly when he wants to be a little bit silly. So, like, yeah, he could still be, like, likable and silly and stuff. Yeah. So, I cannot believe... I cannot believe I, that we agreed. I, I That was, like, when we decided to do this, I was instantly, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He was, like, the second person that came yeah. to mind for me. Like, I didn't immediately think of him, but then as soon as I thought of it, I was like, that's the best yeah. answer I'm gonna come up with. Yeah. Because you... Who else can be Jim Carrey? Nobody, so it's going to have to be someone who just, like, plays it. Right. A little yeah, different, I, I but, think like, stays true enough to, like, the idea. Yeah. I think he could do it really. Uh, this is, I should say, we should say, this is a pretty short list as far as recasts go. Um, there's not a ton of characters in this movie. There's a ton of, like, side characters with, like, right. no no development or anything like right, that. Yeah. Tons of neighbors, tons of, you know, TV people, right. whatever, but... I'm f- I feel really... Solid about this list. Mm-hmm. I am excited. Good. Uh, number two is Christoph. Um, he is the creator, sort of showrunner uh, for the Truman Show, uh, played by Ed Harris. Harris. I almost said Ed Helms. I, I was, was like, nope. <laughs> I was reading about it as I was like looking up the character list. Yeah, and I read all the. He the was show like the third stuff. choice. Yeah, that's crazy to me. I can't imagine anyone else being that character. I forget who it was. Like, somebody had filmed some of it and quit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, Robin Williams was supposed to be Truman. Oh. That's what I read on Wikipedia, anyway. And then they went with Jim Carrey, because the guy saw, like, Pet Detective and decided mm. he wanted Jim Carrey instead. Weird. I could see it, though. Robin Williams would do a similar, like, yeah. some of the goofy stuff. They did say a lot of it was improv, though. 
Oh, I'm sure. He said, like, everything in the mirror wasn't even, like, written into the... There was something in Jim Carrey's contract that said he was allowed to make script changes. Mm. And so he improved all that mirror stuff, just, like, that mm-hmm. was his idea. Yeah. Like, not even in the script, so that's kind of funny. Um, anyway, Kristoff, I said Willem Dafoe. Now, here's the thing. Using one of my regulars against me. <laughs> um, I feel decent about it. I think he should be kind of creepy. He is a little bit creepy in the movie. Yeah. Not, like, scary looking, but just, like, he has this very, like, weird, detached, like, very calculated, almost, like, serial killer-y, like, demeanor about him, even though he just looks like kind of a guy. Right. Just looks like Steve Jobs, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I had this crazy idea for a second, and I kind of liked it, but I decided it wasn't as good, but I'm going to share it anyway, that Matthew Broderick would be hilarious because he's so sweet and so whatever, but then it's like, but he's also kind of evil, and yeah. I like I like when it like contrasts because I think that's why um, that movie that came out like last year where Tom Hanks was like the leader of the evil corporation. Yeah, Cause it's because he looks like such a sweet guy, and he can come across as such a sweet guy. So then it's crazy when you find out he's evil. I didn't see yeah. the movie. Wasn't so, like, uh, wasn't uh, Emma Watson yeah. was in that? Yeah. Um, I, I was, meant to see that. Yeah, I meant to, too, and I, never did. I meant to see, like, the last like, ten Tom Hanks movies, and I haven't seen any of I've them. I've meant to see, like, most movies, and then never <laughs> saw them. But anyway, um, my my final answer is Willem Dafoe. Okay. I said Adrian Brody. So you're using one of your regulars. Yeah, because he's, he's one of my regulars. Um, I think Willem Dafoe is too directly creepy. Maybe. Um... I feel like Adrian Brody is the very, like, you know, stroking a Persian cat kind of villain. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe is a little bit more, like, unsettling, I guess. Yeah, he's creepy, but he wouldn't do the crazy thing in this one. He'd just do, like, the very, like, detached, matter-of-fact, doesn't-really-realize-he's-evil Yeah. kind of thing. However, uh, Kristoff has to be... At least noticeably older than Truman. Yeah. Because he was like... I mean, Adrian Brody's in his 50s. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's pushing 40. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's the only thing. That's my only thing. Because he had to have been old enough to already be a director when he was born. Yeah. Based on the plot of the movie. That's my only thing. I'll give you Willem Dafoe. I mean, I don't know how old Willem Dafoe is. I mean, he's old enough. I feel like he looks a little older. Yeah. Not that, you know, movie magic can't make anyone any age. But. Sure, yeah. Um, yep, good. You feel good about that? I do feel Yeah, that's okay. good. Uh, number three is Meryl, who is Truman's wife. Uh, the character known as Meryl. The character it's, formerly it's known as Meryl. character within a character. Right. The, the confusing th- part is that there are actors playing characters, but, but, but actors playing actors playing characters. Yes. That person, the actor playing the character known as Meryl, uh, is Jessica Chastain. I don't know who that is. Uh, she was in The Help. She was in Interstellar. Jessica. She's the one that's not Bryce Dallas Howard. What? What, what does that mean? They look exactly the same. She has a very, like, 50s housewife look to her. Yeah. A.K.A. she was in The Help. <laughs> but, um... I just, I could see her as, like, you know, done up, 
you know, housewife and, like, she can yeah. do the nurse thing. And I just think she has, like, and she has, like, a very, like, sweet attitude, but she can also be serious. Yeah. I think, mostly for me, she just kind of fit, like, the right look. I said Rachel McAdams. Oh, that's also really For good. sort of the same reason, because she can do sort of 50s housewife thing. Mm-hmm. But there's also points where she gets kind of, like, pushy. Yeah. And she gets kind of, like, snooty and, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, doing the whole actor playing an actor thing. Yeah. Um, or the, I guess, actor playing a character thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think she can do the arti- artificialness of that. Mm-hmm. But I also think she... She's exactly the kind of person that you would want to play the main character's wife. Because of all that? Yeah. That's like some I like actually thought about that. Yeah. Like, if I was casting this movie, mm-hmm. you get somebody like Rachel McAdams because she's, like, cool and pretty. Yeah. But she she's also, like, that other thing as well. I'll give you this one. Yay! I like that. I mean, I like both. I think they're both good answers. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I love her. Yeah, I do, too. She's amazing. Uh, number four is Marlin, who is Truman's best friend. Mm-hmm. He's a vending machine stockist yeah. for the candy company. Yeah. And they go out and sit on a bridge and drink beers. Yep. Uh, he's a little bit goofy, um, but movie plot dictates that, like, it's it's very clear that the actor starts getting kind of uncomfortable that it because he kind of knows that Truman's figuring out it's a lie mm-hmm. and then he feels bad for trying to preserve yeah. the lie. Um, I saw in the notes that they said that um, in like some of the deleted scenes in like script changes and mm-hmm. stuff that the all right the actor playing that character in the movie yeah. Um, like, has had drug problems and was, like, in and out of rehab. I saw something about because that. Because he's so conflicted about... About the part that he plays. Right, about the, yeah, the part that he plays in, in line. In universe. Which, right, yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was, like, I would have liked to see that. And then they yeah. s- they even said, like, that there was one scene that he sees him getting away and he says nothing. Yeah. Because he, like, secretly wants Truman to escape, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Interesting character. I said... Lamorne Morris. Oh, that's really good. I really liked the idea of him just being, like, the happy-go-lucky friend, but then, like, slowly, you know, like what we just said, Mm -hmm. he starts to regret and he starts to, like, he's trying so hard to put on the character, but there's, like, yeah, you know, there's, like, I I can't think of the word I want. He's conflicted about it. Right, yeah. And there's, like, more going on. Mm Mm-hmm. In his mind. Right. Um, obviously, I don't think I've ever seen him in, like, a very serious role. Right. Um, but I would like to. <laughs> I think it would be really cool. Yeah. I think he should be in more stuff, period. Sure. But he's free now. He could be in the... <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, and this is, I felt that this is a little bit of a stretch, but I also think it would be really good. Uh, Adam Driver. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Because he he seems like... 
the kind of guy that will be friends with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, you know, kind of the guy you went to high school with. Yeah. And then he's had some rough times, and he's sort of working this dead-end job. Um, yeah, he's, like, nothing special, but, like, right. a good guy. Yeah, he's, a, he's still a good guy, and he's still a good friend. Yeah. And then, you know, when the things start to go south, you know, he can sort of play that... Maybe, maybe, here's probably what my brain went. Uh, conflicted char- char- character, <laughs> Kylo Ren, Adam Driver. That's probably exactly what just happened in my brain. I mean, you have a point there. I think it'd be really good. You have good. a point. And I think I agree with you. Yay! I'm sad. <laughs> I app, okay, listen. But that's a really good point. Listen, I got the next two in the bag. Oh, no. I feel good about the last one. Okay. I feel decent about the next one. We'll have to see. Okay. We'll have to see. So, number five is Sylvia, who is um, one of Truman's, like, I guess goes to the same college as him, and they sort of, like... Well, so she's, like, hired as an extra. Yes. And she starts to feel bad, and she tries to get close to him so she can tell them tell him the truth mm-hmm. and eventually it gets her like kicked off the show right and out in the real world she's like campaigning to end the show yeah because she's in love with him yeah and subsequently truman sort of falls in love with her and she's whisked off and he never sees her again yeah um and then you know the showrunners sort of plant uh what's her name meryl into his life so that they fall in love because yeah you know it's like written yeah um but yeah, he's sort of always still in love with Sylvia. Yes. She goes to Fiji. Fiji. It's as far as ways you can go before you start coming back. Is that what they say? Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what he says. I said Mila Kunis. Okay. Um one because she is like I feel quite the opposite of that like housewifey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think not that she's like edgy. Right. Necess- well, she, I mean, maybe she could be, but she's, like, she's a little bit different. She's not so, like, cookie-cutter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so just, like, juxtaposing, I guess, mm-hmm. the the wife role. But I can also just see her being like that. I, don't, I guess just, like, the parts where she's, like, desperately trying to, like, struggle to get to him and everything. Mm-hmm. I guess I could just see her doing a good job of that. Yeah. That's it. Who do you have? I'll see your Myla Kunis. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. I've I've exclusively mispronounced her name <laughs> literally forever. It's not the easiest to say. No. There's a lot of sounds in there. <laughs> um, you know, unlike other names. I'll see your Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Uh, and raise you Emma Watson. Hmm... An interesting proposal. Please tell me more. Indeed. Like, literally, just take Emma Watson in your brain yes. and plant her in the library with the sweater and, like, the the bracelet. Like, yeah. exact copy-paste into that character. Um, mm-hmm. Also, the fact that she's English makes her, like, quote-unquote, more interesting or whatever. Okay. Um, and she has that sort of innocent look with the fire underneath kind of thing. Yeah. Um, versus, like, the the Mer- Meryl character is very shallow. Yeah. 
and like Emma Watson plays the sort of more than meets the eye kind of character. Yeah. A lot. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah. accept Hermione. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just okay. Hermione. It's, in, it's Hermione in yeah, the movie. Exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. But like, still with the sh- like, but with the like the short hair. So she's like, oh, okay. kind of, you know, it's Rachel McAdams long blonde hair, mm-hmm. Emma Watson short dark hair, English. All right, all right, I'm happy with Sweater, that. Sweater, studious type, that sort of thing. But also like an activist. Right. Yeah. Basically, just Emma Watson in real life. Literally, pretty <laughs> much. Okay, that's fair. Yay. Arg. I'm uh, doing that, so good. That Arg. Of, that officially means I win. No. Hush. But, there's one more round. I got ten bonus points. Which I also have in the bag. I don't know about that. I'm happy with mine. Okay. So Maybe we said the same one again. I hope so. I will scream. I'm very excited. I'll scream, honestly. I'm so excited. Um, so number six, and this isn't like really a major character, but we thought it would be fun. I think of. he plays an important enough role, personally. Um, like, I think his, like, he has an arc. He develops, and that's why I thought he should be on the list. Yeah, and he's... Like, nobody else has, like, a development. That we, we should say, listed. what's the character's name? Simon. Simon. It's Paul Giamatti. That's just <laughs> who he is in my head. He works in the control room for the TV show. Yeah, and he's one of the first to really go, like, are, is what we're doing wrong? Yeah. Like, that's his sort of, he's the first one on the other mm-hmm. side of the camera, so to speak. But he also continues following orders, like, right. kind of until the crucial moment where he says no. Mm-hmm. So... And I think that makes him, like, a super interesting and important character. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of just, like, a normal kind of schmucky guy just doing his job until mm-hmm. he decides, like, enough. Right. I guess. Um, and for that exact reason, I picked Josh Radner. Oh, that's really good. He's the kind of, like, nondescript, just kind of, like, guy that would just be doing his job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just saying, well, that's what the boss said, so we'll... But he's, like, you know, he can be, like, commanding enough to be, like, in charge of something. Yeah. Um, but then, like, he's going to have this, like, inner inner turmoil, and then he's finally going to put his foot down and do the right thing. Because mm-hmm. he's a good guy. Yeah. And I just see him playing that really well. Yeah. He's not as doofy as Paul Giamatti by any means. <laughs> he's still a little doofy. Just a little. Yeah. He's a little bit cooler, though. Yeah. Um, but I think that's okay. Did you ever see that movie with him and uh, Kira Knightley? <laughs> I didn't. Was it bad? I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I'm kind of like, it It seems like a movie that I would really enjoy, and so I'm skeptical. <laughs> Explain. It seems like it would be a really good thing, and so I'm hesitant to place too much weight into uh-huh. that feeling. I see. I mean, great cast. Right. What's it about? I'm not sure. I think it's like, she's a college student, and he's a professor, and they oh. fall in love. I think that's what Fucking it is. love. Yes. I both I simultaneously love and hate that trope. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally just Ted Mosby, the architect. Basically. <laughs> Tom Leon in his way around the school. <laughs> and she's like, that's the one. That's the one for me. Tweed jacket over there. Uh, Paul Giamatti's character, Nelson Franklin. How absolutely dare you. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. 
like oh, man just with this so good with the same glasses and the same sweater you could say him for literally anyone and i would be upset <laughs> and want him to be it but again you could he, be like james bond nelson franklin and i'd be like shit <laughs> <laughs> be like he's so smooth but uh, again like the same thing he's just He's the sort of techie guy, uh-huh. and he's running the cameras and just doing his job and that yeah. sort of thing. And then he has that that critical moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like both of them. I don't know. Let's talk a little bit more. Okay. Um, character is mostly serious. Yeah. Um, he is in charge of people and things, but he's not the boss. The mm-hmm. overall boss. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying things out loud until something sticks with one of them that's like <laughs> not the other. One of these things is not like the other. One of them was in Scott Pilgrim. That's how. I found all three differences. Those are two different <laughs> pictures. <laughs> um My my uh my shelf had thought was is Nelson Franklin in How I Met Your Mother? Because I'm sure he is somewhere. <laughs> He's just in the background of the bar. Right. Like, every every episode, though, we just never noticed. Yeah. Is he... I'm sure he's in... He has to pop up in Parks and Rec somewhere. He has I don't to. know. I don't know how he gets into... How is he literally in everything, but has never, like, starred in anything? Yeah. Has he ever starred in literally anything? I don't think so. I don't think we so We need either. to write a movie. I feel movie. like he probably has a day job. He's the I kind think. of guy that would still want a day job, but be a Hollywood actor. Yeah, he plays like bass on a desi- Santana oh, record. Oh, he, like, designs websites or something. <laughs> For fun. We need to write a movie. This is Ivy. We're gonna write Ivy. his starring debut. I'm not kidding, let's do it. <laughs> Ivy. This is our calling. Because Sleeping. obviously it'll have to have music in it. Sleeping. Like you do that. Right, yeah. I'll write all the music. And I'll write all the words. Yeah. Okay. He plays bass on a Santana record. That's what the movie's about. Yeah. Guy who played bass on a Santana record but then hasn't done anything with his life since. I mean, maybe. We might get in trouble for using that, but... Who cares? Sleeping Situation Productions presents... (laughs) If we ever do, that's literally what we're calling it. Nelson Franklin in. I don't know. I like them both. Yours surprised me because I didn't expect it at all. I think Josh Radner... Doesn't seem like... He seems too much like a thinker. Okay. And not as much like a follower. Hmm. It it seems to me like Josh Radner would have figured out a long time ago that what he was doing was wrong. Maybe? I wonder about the character. If, like, more background on the character would help. And I don't think any of this is in the movie. No. But... He's not major enough of a character... I feel like there's probably a little bit more that I don't remember, but, like, I wish I knew, like, you know, he was trying to make documentaries and failed and so was forced to take this job, or, like, you know, he got into it as just a kid and then suddenly got promoted and didn't expect it, and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wish there was, I wish I had, like, one more detail like that, but I don't Um, think that's in the movie at all. I mean, this is our new version, we could write that in, but... Is Nelson Franklin too funny? Is Paul Giamatti too funny? No. I feel like he himself is not Paul Giamatti. Is 
more of a reactor than an actor. So, like, he's been in comedies, but he's never the one being funny. He's the one being funny at. Yeah. But, like, the way he reacts to things makes situations. Yes. So, in that case, I think that is more of a Nelson thing than a Josh Radner thing. I feel like Josh Radner is funnier in himself, in his own, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Acting more, like, in his own things rather than being the reaction to someone else. Yes. Cat on the fridge. The cat's on the fridge. Cat's on the fridge and Sue. We did that once. We did it. The bit is over. Wasn't that uh, Cats in the Cupboard, though? Yes. But it's the same. As soon as Ivy stood up, the cat came launching out of the kitchen. Woohoo! So does that mean I get the point? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. I thought I was going to get more points than that. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> What's that from? It's the. <laughs> I know that. What? The, I can't what? think of it. What? Sticky buddy. Oh, that's it. I was like, I know, I know that, and it's an old lady, and it's being dubbed <laughs> over. I couldn't think of. It. <laughs> I haven't. British food. <laughs> I haven't thought about that video in, like, a year. We have to watch it now. Yes, we do. Bonus thing of the week. The uh, Sticky Buddy. Sticky Buddy dub. Good. We did it. We finally did it. Matt wins by a landslide. 24 to... Er, uh, no. 14 to 11. Landslide. Good that's, math in there. That's the most I've ever won in a game. Of anything? Like... Yes. Literally ever. I'm not good at things. That's not true. I don't get picked for the kickball team. But darn it. Play, yeah, but you didn't want to play kickball in the first place. I mean, it's because nobody picked me. No. I did the first time until nobody picked me, and then I didn't want to play anymore. Oh, no. That's what they're going to have to write on my tombstone. <laughs> not if I have any say in it. It's going to say... I'll try it, but I can't promise I won't hate it. Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. Alrighty, folks, that's the recast for this week. Uh, this is where you come in to help us decide the second-hand winner. So all you got to do is head over to our Twitter on Friday, and we'll have a poll set up for you, and you can vote for whose total list, Ivy or Matt's, that you liked better. Uh, determined by our votes, Matt has won, but you get to say... Uh, the crowd favorite. I'd like to point out, I said I was feeling good about this one. You did. I'd like to point out uh, that the only points that Ivy scored in this game were because she answered one question the same as me and used one of my regulars. <laughs> Who else can be that creepy? <laughs> Nobody. That's why you got that point, is because he's one of my guys and he's great. If you say so. Also, Jason told me today that he's never seen Grand Budapest Hotel. <gasps> you better take him that DVD. I am. I'm taking it. Do your sister tomorrow. still have it? That's, that's, <laughs> that's literally what I, I'm like. I have a copy, and if my sister doesn't have it, you can borrow. I can't remember. I think she, I think she can. I think it. we have it. I mean, we have a couple of her movies. Yes. We actually have a lot of her stuff, but that's fine. That's okay. We'll get it back. Once we finish The Office, we have like five, five other things my sister wants us to watch. Glow, though. Yeah. I really want to. 
Anyway, um, so that's the episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Uh, just as another little reminder, you can always send us stuff. It's sleepingsituation at gmail.com. Any suggestions for regular segments or questions will be appreciated. Absolutely. Thanks again. It's been a blast. We're probably going to go lie down and turn the AC back on. Yeah, it's real hot in here. We do it for you. We do it all for you. Turn off the air. Got really hot. Good boy. One second, please. Uh, oh, beep. Oop, up, whoop. Yep. Yep.